Peace and love, peace and love. Check this out. You're listening to WHOD House of Devox Radio. This is episode three. Episode three is definitely a special edition. Uh, we calling it Show and Tell. I have my homie DJ Low Key come in this past weekend to rock with me at Rebel Room in the Wicker Park District of Chicago. Um, we had a blast. And more importantly, outside of just hearing him DJ, I, I really wanted people to kind of learn some of the hustle, some of the things that he's gone through, um, being what I would like to call a cultural ambassador for Denver. Um, Denver, Colorado to be exact, from his party's goodness um, to So What Brunches to the solution that he does with DJ Lazy Eyes and the ups, the downs, you know, something that a lot of people don't necessarily think of when they think of DJ. There's some outside things that kind of play its part, and we had a chance to talk about that and, and so much more. But I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in every weekend. And I also want to send a big shout out to uh, Steve Andre, uh, DJ Steve Andre, Ace Trade, um, and so many more that came through this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Show love, slap fives, and, and all that jazz. With that being said, this is episode three. This is my brother DJ Low Key. This is the show and tell episode five joints and fire ass conversation. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. If I make it to heaven, I hope they still drinking, bro. I hope I get to see Nick. Me and him have a few. Talk about 96. The shit that y'all never knew. When we were still in polo, then wear it up to the school. Hell nah, we wasn't broke. We just acted a fool. Shirt tucked in our jeans. We just thought it looked cool. You can say what you want, but that don't make it the truth. When it's 91 outside, better 69 in my coat. The AC blowing strong, and we smoking that oak. Her homegirl looking good, yeah, I'm scoping that too. But I heard you got a pregnant. That's what's up when y'all do. And somebody knocked on my door. Nick, I'm hoping that's you. But that's a dream deferred. And they don't always come true. Four minutes to four. The bus ride at the school. If I make it to heaven, I hope it comes with a view. So I can see LA. Niggas know how I do. Fuck with me and get smoked. Or fuck with me and smoke too. Yellow album so good. Niggas thought it was a float. Niggas thought I was on the juice. Yeah, nigga, it was the ghost. And the bitches shaking they ass. I'm like, damn, what it do? She like, damn, can we fuck? Call me up and come through. Watch whatever you want. Champagne in that tube. Niggas know what I sell. Tats on both of my wrists. And love and memory of hip hop. I got that in 06. A nigga so West Coast. You can tell by my click. You can tell how I dress. You can tell by my whip. Most LA niggas I know. Some no longer exist. And they got moms just like me. If I could grant them one wish. But that's a dream deferred. 
They don't always come true Four minutes to four The bus ride at the school If I make it to heaven I hope it comes with a view So I can see LA Neighbors in the pyros Fuck with me and get smoked Or fuck with me and smoke too Niggas know how I do Bitches know how I do If I make it to heaven I hope it comes with a view I gotta see LA Keep an eye on y'all fools A nigga so west coast You can tell by my click You can tell how I dress You can tell by my whip The LA niggas I know Some no longer exist And they got moms just like me If I could grant them one wish But that's a dream deferred They don't always come true Four minutes to four On the bus ride at the school If I make it to heaven I hope it comes with a view If I make it to heaven Yeah
But then again, I could be higher than the kite stream. I said, I think I might wife her. You know, powder blue jumpsuit, baby blue horashes. Uh. Let's just dance a moment. We've been waiting for the chance to get lit. Is that your ass I'm holding? You know, I don't know ya, but I know that you're one in a million. I'm a stranger, it's hard just to trust it, baby But believe, huh, I got what you need There's no one like you, baby It's all the same thing, never Sitting with my brother, DJ Low Key, from goodness, not the goodness, don't want to confuse that, bring your mic down just a little bit. Very important stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a good distinction. Um, but this brother has been one of my, him and Carl were my introduction to Denver. And they've consistently held me down as I've been in Denver um, over the last, what, like two years since we met? Yeah, like since we met in so. person? Yeah, two years. And so I've known you for, I want to say, what well, we've known of each other through Add 2. Add 2 is the connect. Yeah. The legendary. And so... One night we're out and about and we get a chance to break bread. I think this was um, at Deadbolt in Chicago. Oh yeah. And I met your sister, Carl was there. Yep. I met Carl from Thurs. Hey, I didn't know you met him through Thurs. Yeah. Thurs is that dude. Thurs is absolutely dude. Shout out to Thurs, man. Um Thurs um, I met him I met Thurs to my homie T, but I also knew about Thurs through you and I. 
You um, and I forever. Facts. I don't know that that's their favorite thing, but you and I was an amazing, amazing group. If you're not familiar, you hyphen in hyphen I. Facts. They're an amazing, amazing group from that magical blog era yeah. of hip hop where uh, the major labels didn't run shit and cool things existed on their own. So That's if you're not familiar, you and I love Supreme. Check it out. It's so, so good. So we get a chance to meet at that boat. We break bread. I eventually end up in Denver for goodness. No, you're completely wrong. You ended up in Denver, and we had you come play at our Dilla party. Okay. We come play at our Dilla party, and we did the brunch edition. The brunch edition. We've done it 13 years in a row now, and as you can imagine, 13 years in a row, to try to do it different every time is a little bit challenging. So one year we did the brunch, and that was the year when we first met, and I think you were in town to do something with Carl. I think it was uh, some type of beat thing I was supposed to be doing with Oh, him. he was doing and like a DJing. beat maker showcase kind of thing. And yeah. you're already in town. We're like, oh shit, come play at our Dilla party. Yeah. And you did. And, you know, the rest is history, I guess. But one of the things that I, I guess from that so what party, yeah. what I ended up learning about you more and more as I got a chance to talk to you. People like friends, people that like that you rocked with, was like, yo, you have built, you have collaborated and built so many things in Denver. So either if it was the Sunday Goodness Party or the party that you had at um, Redacted Venue that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah, well said, sir. Um, both that the solution, yeah, yeah the yeah. solution. With lazy eyes and, and so what as well, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different parties. But one of the things that I always admired about you that I didn't have to hear from you and you didn't have to necessarily talk to me about was that I would talk to your friends or the people that would come out to these events and they would speak of you so highly because you essentially allowed a space, a multicultural space in Denver for a very special group of people. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because it, it definitely is that, and, uh, and you know, I'm super proud of that, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. But ultimately, I mean, like, all the parties and, and everything that we do, it just really comes from a simple thing of like, we want to make the kind of parties that we want to go to, we want to play the kind of music that we like, and we right. want to do it for people that are on the same page. And, you know, when you do things for those kind of uh, pure uh, music-related reasons that are kind of for the love, right. like, it just attracts the right people. And, you know, people love music. There's no uh, age or color or so, socioeconomic background or anything. But, that. But it's in, a I melting guess, pot. It's beautiful. It's a melting pot, but I guess one of the things I've talked to you about quite a few times in my visits to Denver is that um, it's kind of a it's a safe space yeah yeah very much so for LGBT African American lot of, you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, it's one for of the everybody. few places yeah. in a place that is majority white yeah. where everyone <laughs> comes to mix Dinner, yeah yeah so it's cool we my, get to break all the rules so my guess oh well not even my guess my question for you is when you were 
when you started out which one was the which one is the longest part of your the solution well so what is the longest but that exists bef before me so what is a party that will be 26 years old uh, in about two months okay and uh, you know that party predates me being a DJ and it was a party that uh, kind of inspired me uh, to do my own parties and I went and saw uh, what kind of some older homies were doing and I was like right. oh shit you can have a party where you're not just playing the hits and like you can have a party where it's kind of left of center and you can have a party where you do different stuff and you know the, the cool thing about music is when you do something I think that's different than the norm right. it, 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 it almost like self-selects like cool people just fuck with it like if you're doing a yeah. cool thing over time, it accumulates like the right kind of people uh, following it. Right, right. And you know, it it takes you know a, a lot of work. Um, and I tell people all the time, like ignorant determination is the best strategy. Like, yeah. if you want to make some shit that doesn't necessarily make sense based on what you've seen, uh, nothing's better than just like plowing through it and like being like, man, like I have this vision. Right. And even if it takes time and energy and effort and it's a roller coaster that I'm gonna see it through. So the question I have for you yeah. what, what the ignorantly what'd you say? Ignorant, ignorant determination. Ignorant determination it's a to success. Was when you were in the inception of these things. So let's just say something let's let's talk about something that you were like had your hand in. Yeah, like yeah. in terms of creation from yeah. the beginning. Like the which, solution or like the solution. Yeah, yeah. What was going on at that time in Denver that made you say, one, I want to create this party, and then two, I also, like, what did you go through in terms of, like, the issues of throwing something like that? Um, I mean, the reason why the party's even called The Solution is me and the guy that I started with, uh, a dude named Sound Supreme. Shout out to Sound Supreme. Big up Sound Supreme and uh, Lazy Eyes as well, my current partner. Shout out to Lazy Eyes. What's up, man? But uh, yeah, basically, it, the party's called The Solution because we were DJing a lot of like top 40 open format, just kind of yeah. quote unquote regular parties. How long is this party for the solution will be 13 years old in February. 13, so... 2007. February 2007. 2007. What was cracking at that time? Uh, you know, it was like a... Well, this like, is... Like, this 2007, in, in music so overall. Yeah. Like, what, what, did, um, what, were, like, what was this the solution to? Well, we called it the solution because it was our solution to just doing gigs that we didn't enjoy as much. Okay. So... We were both full-time DJs, and we were doing more, like, top 40, open format, you know, just, you know, regular parties. And it was cool. It's definitely not a bad thing um, to just kind of play regular parties. But we weren't ex necessarily, like, excited about a lot of it. Like, we were DJing for people that we didn't necessarily, like, they weren't, like, our friends. They weren't people that were like us. It was either, like fancy folks or kind of more uh generic people that didn't necessarily love the music like we love the music right and so really have, like, that connection to yeah they just they're more casual fans and we're like a little more diehards and so what we did was we decided we want to start our own party and we called it the solution because it was our solution to doing parties that we weren't as excited about and our right. solution to uh doing parties where you know maybe our friends you know they would come sometimes but it like wasn't their spot 
And so the solution was like, okay, we're going to make the kind of party we want to go to. And we're going to do, we're going to book the people that we would like to see. And we're going to throw, you know, uh, we're going to partner with brands that we like. And we're going to do release parties like, you know, the party's now almost 13 years old. But like the third one we ever did was a Dilla tribute. Oh, and shit, we teamed up with Stone Throw. It was like our th- third one ever, and we teamed up with Stone Throw, and we did like it was one year uh, after Dilla passed. Right. It was like the official Denver Rough Draft release party. And That's crazy. Yeah, we were just like, man, we like we love Dilla. We're gonna do a, you know, we do a Dilla party. Right. And it was one year since he passed, and it wasn't like, you know, one year after he passed, no one was like, oh, this is gonna turn into a big thing. It was just like, man, like. That's the, that's this the is some shit that we like. It's our party. Let's do it. We can do it. So, like, question. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess to fill them into just so they can, like, to our listeners and into what it is that you've done. Who have been? What what DJs have you booked? Man, so many. Uh, just like if you could just rat off, like if you were doing like a uh, like, like a greatest pitch, hits, like a yeah greatest hits. I or mean, like. I mean, not even just DJs, but like greatest hits of, you know, since we started like yeah. the two main parties, the solution and this that I do. Uh, Jazzy Jeff, yeah. Fonte, Vicky yeah. Duplay, DJ Revolution, uh, Mr. Chalk, Dramatic from the Beat Junkies, uh, Jared Jackson from Selection, J. Period, uh, DJ Spider. Uh, you also had a DJ um, Slot A. With that part, Chicago's but you've finest. also had uh, you also had uh, what's my man who, who did the Tell Me Where to Go remix? Oh, Trackademics, yeah, Trackademics multiple times. Academics. He's the homie. Trackademics is a genius. If you're not familiar with Trackademics, on a roll crew, yeah, Fool's Gold Records, please get familiar with Trackademics for sure. So, with that being oh, said, yeah. we're gonna get into this first record by Sir. It's called Good Time off his project Long Live Dylan. Some super fly shit This is I think you might have heard this on episode one But this was the record that I was telling you about That my brother DJ Lowkey put me on to So with no further ado Let's get into it W-H-O-D House of D-Voc Radio You yach Tell me, just keep pimping, baby. No need to 
taking. We were enough for a second, not enough for a second. So much for love. When she get ugly, fall like penalty. We never know. Just like that, we're back on WHOD, House of Divac Radio. That last record that you heard was Boss Amnesia featuring Ari Lennox and Kid Dominant. But more importantly, I'm back with my brother, DJ Low Key. Yes, Goodness. yes. So what? Solution. The solution. Denver shit. Perfect. Well said, sir. Yeah. So, outside of the community building, what was something that you were kind of going through as a creative that maybe like in order to kind of like ignorant determination right it's kind of like one of those things of like early 20s right early 20s late teens when you start oh where no, you, no, no you no. have like high time no that's no, forever no. motto no that's, no, no that's, I mean, but yeah, like, that's but a lifestyle <laughs> but it's not like not like let's let's be honest yeah, like yeah. normally after about like 27 yeah. dudes testosterone dips off and the risk be, like their behavior associated with risk falls off as risk-taking well. Risk-taking behavior, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's normally associated with somebody that's maybe 18, 19, 21, 23, 24 max, 25 max. For you to be building a party like that, there is some risk because from my understanding, you kind of departed away from the open format. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like uh, I, I would say this When I was doing it It wasn't conscious But basically I was kind of Playing it safe um, DJing okay. You know Like collecting residencies At top 40 Slash open format Kind of spots Right And uh, it wasn't A bad situation at all I mean I used to DJ For like thousands of people Every week um, And it, it You know Got paid solid It, it definitely wasn't The end of the world Right But uh, I think One of the things About DJing is like As you get older uh, Particularly It's like you, not everybody, but a lot of dudes, I think they get, you know, a lot of folks get this desire to, uh, you know, kind of form a deeper connection to the crowd. And it's, uh, it's not the end of the world to play hits for just, you know, random folks and, and you know, make their night and get them excited. But right. when you can connect with people on like a deeper level with the music. It's a lot more gratifying and just, you know, the older I get, the more that that's something that I really appreciate. And also the other thing is too is like, as you get older, uh, if you're trying to age gracefully in the DJ game, yeah. doing your own stuff, uh, I think makes a lot more sense for aging right. and kind of maturing versus just kind of like just, just playing party hits for 21 year olds or something. You know, like that's a fun thing to do, but like, you know, if you do that for 20 years, it's it's gets kind of weird after a while. I think. I mean that it gets it's weird for a while, and then I feel at some point you fall out of sync. I think that's how a lot Unless of DJs get burned out. Taste. A yeah. lot of DJs get burned out, I think, where they're, they, they're focused on catering to like young new club goers yeah. and they're not necessarily interested in that music, but you know, that's their job. That's their, not even their job, that's their career. And so there's right. that kind of focus on like, okay, I have to be up on the hot new shit. Yeah. And you know, what's hot and new, uh, you know, a lot of times might not be your favorite stuff. Right. And if you don't, you know, kind of mold that clay of a party to make your own kind of scene. You're 
you are kind of like stuck playing whatever is the flavor of the month based on you know the radio or the charts or whatever and it's not a bad it's not a bad way to live but man there's nothing more gratifying than to like build your own thing and right. know that you're playing music that like people probably aren't going to hear other places right i mean but like the, the dope thing for me in my growth as a dj is i started out as a producer um my homie castle who's i feel like you two should meet yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that too from yeah, what I know yeah, yeah. yeah but Castle and I speak so highly of him because he was one of the first people that kind of put me on to the whole being able to play the hits but being able to find dope B-sides and other records that people may find your identity missed. yeah like find your identity find like find ways to show your taste level yeah. he used to have a night at a live one he used to be there uh, that Friday and Saturday residence, resident yeah. yeah and so he would have guests come through. He's had out shoes. He had DJ Tempo too. God bless his soul. Um, and so many more. But it was something about him playing in that back room, regardless if you played back there, that he had a special touch with those group of people. And so there are certain records that if you were in that space, may have been like kind of like you wouldn't have heard him anywhere else. yeah yeah it's a special you, thing you, yeah, yeah and so how were you able to find because like as a dj sometimes it is scary to kind of stick your neck out there for an artist to play a record just yeah, because yeah. you like it what, what was your kind of uh like introduction to like to the, to gaining that confidence to I mean stick your neck out. For me, I think I'm a little probably kind of atypical because you know when I when I became a DJ, I I came up in a time like the kind of the very like the end of the pre digital era. Okay. And I I came up at a time where like if you wanted to have all of like the coolest and like all the music, you had to have turntables because there was cool stuff that only came out on vinyl. Like, a yeah. lot of the coolest stuff and, like, the best stuff. Like, i.e., um, if you ever get a chance to catch the, the M2 Man Juicy Fruit 45, the reprise is crazy on the back of it. But yeah. you can only get that. Or, like, if you got the Tom Tom uh, Genius of Love 45, the Lorelei instrumental on the back of that is insane. But you can only get that vibe if you... We're already in the know of the 45. Exactly. And I mean, like, and even more than the versions, too. I mean, certain it is, it, in the late 90s, early 2000s, certain stuff only came out on vinyl. Like, some yeah. songs, they would only exist on vinyl. You just, you wouldn't get them any other way. Okay. And so that's what initially attracted me to DJing was like, oh shit, like, I love such and such artists. And if I want to, like, hear all their songs, I have to have turntables. Right. And so I, I, I think got into it for a different reason than most DJs because I didn't like look at it like oh this is gonna be a job or oh this is gonna be a career or yeah. whatever. It was just like oh, I just want to have all these cool records. And then it was like I saw some older homies go DJ a party like a college party and I was like oh shit like this guy's getting paid to make girls dance to a tribe called Quest like yeah. that is a, that's, that's a, a fire that's ass an awesome ass thing yeah, yeah like and like he was playing some corny stuff too. But that's not what you remember. You just remember, no, you remember like, the cool shit. Yeah, and you're like, man, like, this is a whole different thing than what I thought of when I bought turntables. 
And from seeing that, it led me to be like, oh man, let me get more of these kind of popular songs and not just like the weird stuff or the more obscure stuff on vinyl. Right. And that turned into like, oh shit, like I want to like play these songs in front of people. And then that turned into like, oh man, like this, I'm DJing some gigs. Right. And then it's like, oh, I'm DJing some gigs. And like, next thing you know, it's like, oh man, like I'm a full-time DJ. Like I quit my day job and I'm just DJing. Right. So my, my question to you is, when did you get the confidence to go against the grain. To go against the grain. Well, that's the thing. It's like, at first, I don't think it's like, well, at the very earliest stages, it was like only that. It was just yeah. like, oh, I'm just, what do you mean these people don't want to hear all these new random ass records? Right, right. And then you learn like, oh, people want to hear the more familiar stuff. So you yeah, had like some hit your head moments. Yeah, it's very much like a pendulum swing. Okay. Like, you know, going back and forth between like obscure and popular and then like kind of settling on like a, you know, figuring out how to walk that line where it's like, man, like, you know, if I can, if I can play stuff that's familiar, but also play stuff that has like the right vibe, that has the right energy and mix that in, it's like, it's very gratifying. Like, I mean, there's sometimes when I'll DJ and I'll play maybe a song that's an unreleased song. Right. And I, I know for a fact, like, it's literally impossible for people to have heard that song anywhere else. It's literally impossible sometimes, right. like when it's like, a friend of mine made a song and no one else has it. Right. And you play it and you watch people dance and you're like, oh shit, like these people are jamming to it and it's literally impossible that they know it. It's one of the most gratifying feelings as a DJ. Gotcha. Um, so with that being said, let's get into these next batch of records and then we'll be back in just a second. You're listening to WHOD House of D Rock Radio. Let's go. G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dressed Good people, good music, and food in excess A feeling so good it's hard to express G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dressed Good people, good music, and food in excess Feeling so good it's hard to express Low-key we pushing them aquafrescas While we wonder who's special guest Probably one of the local legends Or some other DJ who's impressed Black girls out in them summer dresses Somebody took out time to text them The location of goodness in a message We all here in the good life is present G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dressed Good people, good music and food in excess A feeling so good it's hard to express G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dressed Good people, good music and food in excess Feeling so good it's hard to express G-D-N-S-S The good Goodness Sundays is what I suggest Loving when lazy spins G shit And low key spins R&B shit I be patio posting It's all good just having a moment Order up another round and let's toast to the homies While I make them giving dabs and hugs Hip hop heads give me massive love Burn another sip of glass of suds Turn up, blast the subs let me see your yellow plastic cups We all here by way of the music and muses The atmosphere's therapeutic Egos and politics are muted All summer long until the party's concluded 
G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dress Good people, good music, and food in excess A feeling so good it's hard to express G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dress Good people, good music, and food in excess Feeling so good it's hard to express G-D-N-S-S See you next week, same time, same address Ain't another party in town that contests A lot of people play it, I'm gonna be the next guest G-D-N-S-S See you next week, same time, same address Ain't another party in town that contests A lot of people play it, I'm gonna be the next guest G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dress Good people, good music, and food in excess a feeling so good it's hard to express G-D-N-S-S It's more about the party than who's the best dressed Good people, good music and food in excess Feeling so good it's hard to express And I ask myself, self, self, self. Well, this what you want, so why the fuck you ain't getting it? Frontin' like you really on the ground, really half assin' looking for pity. Silly, are yeah, you thinking that shit? Huh? Steady leaving prints and pillows rather than in the hearts of others. Inventing excuses as to why you ain't popping it when it's spending time with women rather than working. You trying to dig up in them. Then, nigga, you better get up, you get out of give up. A nigga, you go get up, you get out of give up. A nigga, you get, 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 get up, get out, shape up, but ship out, get shit poppin', get plotting off the pot or get plotting. And apologies are popular, opinion is shopping and hopping around town like you're not in ones. Ain't it fun? I'm finally fanning your flame. No, my aim on bang. Just trying to throw some game on your plate. Either you ain't or is doing it or did it, but did it's for the dead. So to the end, you ain't finished. If your vision is proficient, but you're fishing every blue moon, nigga, get, get, get the fishing. What you wishing for, my nigga? What you waiting on? What you waiting on? What you waiting on? What you waiting on? All you got hot politicking with barely a pot the pissing is poppycock Gotta watch it claiming that you hot tamales with your hobby Especially if you're definitely is probably Then you obviously ain't up and at them I'm an animal's only looking down the avenue dock And I'm a beast only stay in the streets Either you eating or reading the menu without a dime on it While I ain't another nigga feast Grind homie like time only ticking, ticking, ticking And older you only getting so get out and get it What you waiting on? What you waiting on? What you waiting on? What you waiting on? 
To the, 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 the death, my nigga stared out up in the face Stand atop a giant shoulders if it takes that shower Shower haters with the same favor they bestowed Fuck em. make it dope, shower, take it gold Plate it, pop out of their hands, get it, give it, get up Figure that better figures, bring better figures Chatter, get a nigga up out of that jet A nigga could get your bread up, your butter, your feta Your salad, your chalice, spill over your check it, get your butt up, your leg up, your neck like a challenge For record, for the record, you better than more than half of them niggas So what you waiting on? 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 Get your ass up. Yeah, yeah, back like we never left. WHOD House of Diva Radio. The last two records that you heard were by Tyron A. Omari. What you waiting? And before that, Central Avenue, goodness. Now I'm sitting here with my brother DJ Lowkey. One of the most interesting things about the time that you came up in, around that 06, 07, 08 time, was the OK player form. Now you have an interesting thing that you have an interesting connection to one of one of my favorite groups. Which is Tanya Morgan. Yeah, yeah. How did that come to fruition? Magic of the internet, man. Uh, you know, kind of before the internet got ruined, if you want to yeah. consider the internet ruined at this point. Um, almost even pre-social media, uh, on the website okplayer.com, which was run by The Roots, Right. Uh, they used to have these really good message boards. Um, and the most kind of music-related one was called The Lesson. Okay. And uh, like a lot of music nerds of my generation, I spent a lot of time in the lesson. Uh, you know, you would have like Questlove and all these other crazy kind of musicians. And just to give some context, so people can understand the the weight of this particular form. Um, one of my favorite groups, Little Brother, was formed or was exposed to the masses via yeah. this group. They came up via OK Player. Of, of the OK Player forums. Who else? Uh, I'm guessing obviously uh, Kev Love, I mean Kev Brown. Kev Brown. Uh, kind of. I mean, it was, uh, even if it wasn't necessarily like a formal relationship with people, it was yeah, like a spawning ground for very much like a, a large portion of a generation. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, Little Brother is definitely like the biggest success story. Little Brother slash the Foreign Exchange. Yeah. Um, specifically, the Foreign Exchange spe- sp- uh, specifically connected on the OK Player forums. Right. And I think they were the first people to kind of complete an album uh, over the internet. Okay. Uh, you know, Fonte and Nicolet. Um, and yeah, so I spent a lot of time in those forums, um, just nerding out on music stuff and just trying to learn everything I could. And. Uh, there were these guys, Bompi and Don Will, who, you know, posted a lot of music, they were very active on there, and they, you know, they just made exceptional music, and just on some humble shit, I just, you know, reached out on some, man, I dig what you guys are doing, and uh, that kind of slowly blossomed into a relationship where, um, you know, uh, these guys, Bompi and Don Will, they, they started a group called Tony Morgan with a, with a third guy, Elias. Right. Um, 
have so damn down records. Yeah, shit. amazing. They have some amazing, amazing records. Right. And uh, basically, like, I kind of watched them come up or was around them coming up on this message board. And uh, we just connected. I brought them out to Colorado for a show. Yeah. Uh, and I think it actually was probably their first out-of-town show. Okay. Um, looking back, like, outside of New York. And uh, we just connected, you know, so with like what, was the, what was that conversation like between you two when you decided, hey, I'm going to go on tour with you guys. I'm going to be your DJ. I don't even know if there was really a conversation like that. It was just kind of a, an opportunity came up to, like I, like I had brought them out and I, we'd done an event together. We'd done another event together months after that in Colorado. Right. Um, and I want to say, I believe I was out in New York and I DJed for them at CMJ. Okay. Uh, this like the CMJ Music Conference, which is a pretty pretty big deal kind of thing that goes on. Uh, college music journalists. Uh, it's not a festival technically, but it's basically like a festival. Okay. Um, and I just randomly DJed a show for them, just you know, right place, right time. And uh, yeah, we just kind of hit it off. And, uh, you know, later on, they had got this opportunity to go uh, out on tour with the group Hieroglyphics. Oh, wow. And it was the, it was called the Freshly Dipped Tent Tour. It was the 10-year anniversary of the uh, Third Eye Vision album. Okay. Uh, which is crazy, because I, I went to that tour as a high school kid. And then 10 years later, I... You playing it. Tiny Morgan, yeah. Opened up for the 10-year anniversary tour, and I that? went on tour with them. That was unbelievable. I was going to say, like, in terms of being able to, like, one, being a fan, two, being backstage, and then three, the mindfuck of getting on that stage to perform. Yeah. I mean, it was super surreal. I mean, like, even more so than the show is just the tour. And over the course of, like, I don't know, five or six weeks mm-hmm. going like all across the US and Canada. I've never been to Canada before. Yeah. We were doing shows in like smaller cities in the, in the states that I had never been to. And uh, it was just amazing. I mean, like anytime you can connect with people via music out of town, it's like a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Just mm-hmm. even on the most like humble situation. So to go out on tour with like rap legends and, you know, dudes who really like learned how to work the circuit yeah. uh, man it was a, it was a privilege it was amazing and it wasn't like it wasn't anything fancy I mean we're literally staying at like Motel 6 all across the country yeah, but like, like I could write a, I could tell you about a Motel 6 in like damn near every city in the but country but like being realistic like but the, that's the not the what fancy, it's about the fancy shit yeah it's, it's not about the really, fancy like, shit it, the memories are unbelievable even in the fancy cases it isn't necessarily that fancy yeah yeah well you know and I've, I've had times when like I'll go play out of town gigs and stay somewhat fancy and the stories aren't nearly as good as they were on like oh, that rap couch or some shit like yeah that. like a lot of the best stories are not the fanciest stories yeah. Um, but yeah I mean getting to see that getting to see the country was unbelievable you know uh, working with Tiny Morgan they're literally like one of my all time favorite rap groups um, you know these dudes are, are in my opinion like geniuses at what they do yeah. um, so that in itself is a pleasure you know hieroglyphics they're legends um, you know getting to watch these guys perform every night was amazing like real professionals um, getting to like talk shop with Tajay who's kind of like the, the business mind of the crew was right. amazing um, and really just like 
learning more about the country and the music scene in all these different cities is like unbelievable. It gives you such a great perspective on your own city. So, I'll give you a story and then I'll ask for one more from you. Yeah. Um, me and Ad2's first out of town show, this is when I was just um, his hype man. Oh, pre-DJ life. Yeah, pre-DJ life. Like, super pre-DJ life. Um, our first show was in Detroit with Blue Collar Gentlemen. Right? And so, the whole ride there, we take the mega bus into Detroit. Yeah. Mega bus is new. They just had a story at the time that went, like, they had, like, bus fatalities because the buses is flipping and shit. Like, crazy oh, shit. shit. Right? And so, we're on our way to Detroit. We already know that you look at the driver, driver, they have like one of the weird mustaches and shit. And so <laughs> you can old, tell a lot about a person if they got a weird mustache. Yeah, he's an older <laughs> black dude and he's not for games. He, he lets you know as soon as you get on that motherfucker, he's not playing. And um, we get to this rest stop. Yeah. Now this rest stop, he he barely puts the bus in park. Bolts off, right? He ditched y'all. Ditched us, and the bus moved like maybe an inch or two at like <laughs> with while he's like running into the rest stop. Oh wait, so he got out of the yeah, he bus got out without of the bus. Put, putting without it in. Oh wow! So it moved, <laughs> and then we're all looking at each other like, "Yo, this is crazy." <laughs> now we go in. To go grab our food is you know it's like one of those rest stops where there's multiple restaurants snacks, or whatever, yeah. snacks and shit and so we go over here like we're making fun of um no actually no it's a different story but i think we saw like a rallies and some other shit and so we go to the rallies we're waiting in line we're sitting there we hear click 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 right and we're like yo is that we yeah. go peep around the corner, and it's my man's on the video game, like the shooter, like the duck hunt games yeah. and shit, like fucking it up. Yeah. But after we did, like after he had finished and where everybody he was getting everybody back on the bus, we, you know, being funny, being nosy, being mischievous, we go back. And all the scores are his name. <laughs> That's his spot. That's, That's amazing. Shit. So we finally get to Detroit before the show starts. Um, our homie uh, takes us to this restaurant that he's working at because he have to he has to go finish a shift from picking us up. So we we wait there, and after we get out of there, we get into his car. His car won't start. The battery dies. Right. So life. Glamorous life. I'm telling you, the motherfuckers say it's glamorous all the time, and it's not. The funniest part is you go on tour. You're like, I'm going on tour. People Excited think you're like living shit. it up. They think you're like, it's like a rat. They think it's like a rat video 24-7. It's not. And so he tries to jump a car. His battery's so fucked up, it shuts off another car. So we, we damn near have to wait for a third car to charge a man's car that just died. Sound like a movie. Wait for that car to charge <laughs> his shit. And then head to the venue. Um, Chicago had played in an ordinance around that time where there was no smoking in the venue. So we had got used to that. Yeah, yeah. Detroit was late on it. 
And so I was back at this time. I'm like maybe a buck eighty. I'm up there jumping and shit. Yo, put your motherfucking hands up, man. Put your motherfucking hands up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Catching N words and shit like that. (laughs) And then in the middle of this shit, I want to say like maybe four songs in, we both lose our voices because of all the smoke. And I mean, motherfuckers are smoking squares dead in front of our faces. It's just nasty. It's just nasty. But it's like a little ashtray. Oh my God. If you smell like fucking trash Yo, after you leave. B- before they made cigarettes illegal in Denver, yeah. I used to like go into a gig, like in the wintertime, I'd go into a gig and then I would run my coat out to the car yeah. so that my shit didn't smell like cigarettes when I go home. Yep. I would just like freeze my ass off in the meantime, in between the shit. Yeah, shit the just like, so no, it's not worth it to have my jacket smell like a fucking ashtray. Because, I, I mean, even if, like, a good wash, you damn near have to wash that shit no, twice. No, no. In certain jackets, you don't even, you can't, like, you have a leather jacket, you're not gonna, you can't throw that throw in the washing machine. Wash, yeah. You just don't wear that into a, in a club. So, I need a crazy tour story from you. Yeah. Like, some, some shit that so what happened? Just, No voice, what do you do? No, we finished the set. It was one of our favorite... It was literally one of the best experiences that we had in Detroit. You just double up on the energy and rocket course. Like course or whatever. It makes sense. But in terms of everybody thinking like tour life is... Glamorous. Glamorous, it's not. No, no. Glamorous tour life is like 10 years deep or like 15 years deep. Glamorous, like real glamorous tour life is like some Bon Jovi fucking Celine Dion shit. You're like a legacy act. Yeah, but like that's not a fucking thing. You got so, like buses and buses and buses. Yeah. So, give us one. Uh, one of my favorite tour stories. Yeah. One of the ones I always think about from that hieroglyphics tour is we went to a town that I had never heard of, uh, which was called London, Ontario. Yeah. You know about London? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I never heard of this place, uh-huh. which is always a good start. Absolutely. Um, not even knowing it existed. Also, then obviously it shares a name with one of the biggest cities in the world, right. which it makes it even weirder to not know it exists. Right. And uh, I think we probably did like 30 plus dates, and it was the only place I'd never heard of on the whole tour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we did like Toronto right before it. Like, oh, I have no clue what this place is. Right. So we go to London, Ontario, and it's. Uh, kind of more of like a working class industrial kind of town that it is and it, it's, it's like felt, it's like a pittsburgh kind of yes yeah. like old school pittsburgh though, yeah. before like all the new shit popped up Fact. and uh it's a little struggly vibe like it was like some weird like they have some weird thing with like uh pornography or something where they have like these like softcore porn shows or some weird thing like we're just like walking around the downtown area and there's like all this like weird points almost like you know like when you go to vegas you see those little ads for all like the little strip clubs CD, and shit. yeah strip clubs and like hookers and shit yeah and they had like some some kind of that vibe but it's definitely not a vegas vibe it's like a working class old school pittsburghy vibe and we're like yo this is weird yeah and like you know we got there and we're like walking around in the day and like what the fuck is this show gonna be like this is isn't stacking up right yeah we go to do the show and like you know we're the opening act and like I'm the DJ for the opening act so like I would go and like put my needles on the turntables like it would be like the first thing and you know we'd already done probably like a couple weeks of shows and like I you know we had a routine everything was kind of dialed in 
And man, I go in and I, I'm screwing the needles into the turntables. And motherfuckers are going crazy. You would think it was like Diplo getting ready to go on it, like, or Z Trip or Jazzy yeah. Jeff or something. Like, people were just going insane. It was like 9 p.m. Like, you haven't even dropped your needle on a record yet. No, I'm not. The shit hasn't even started yet. People are going crazy. And they kept up this same energy the whole time. And it's one of the liveest crowds I've ever seen in my life. And I think it was one of those moments where you're like, yo, like, oh, go to the big L.A. and New York show. Like, that's what sounds cool or on some industry shit or whatever. But, man, sometimes going to some, like, Small, small ass town, fucking hole in the small wall weird shit. town you never heard of. Yeah. Like the appreciation that those people had was fucking insane. Like people want my autograph and shit. They don't even know who I am. And you, they were just going crazy. And it was one of those things that just like it gives you a whole new perspective on like what's the point of touring and like yeah. what you're really doing out on the road and like it kind of changes that whole thing. Like it, it makes it less. Um, cliche to say going out and t- to touch the people like yeah. you know, you're going out there to really connect yeah them and like sometimes a lot of it is like more superficial and it's like oh we went and did blah 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 show and it was a good look yeah but it was like yo like those people were like yo this was our favorite thing of the year like we've been looking forward to this and like man like just how like genuine like the appreciation was it was like mind blowing and like yeah like 30 plus dates and like no one is like cheering when I hook up the needles I mean like that's like why would you why would you do that and it was just like a very like it just like kind of flipped my whole perspective and um yeah I mean that's the coolest part I mean like when you go out on the road and you experience life like that's that's what you hope for right exactly it's like to learn some shit well brother I want to I know we're on limited time I actually have to take you to the airport yeah, right now got a 7am got flight Facts. but I want to one thank you for making your way out here to kick it with me at Rebel Room tonight yeah awesome um, night by the way man you got a special thing going thank you bro um, and more importantly thank you for taking the extra time to sit down and have this chat with me like you could have been taking a nap or some shit of course but yeah. um <laughs> I can't thank you enough and thank you for all the hospitality that you've given me back in Denver. My pleasure, dude. And man. My guy. Absolutely. And if you can, do me a favor before we get out of here, um, introduce this next record. Yo, what's interesting about you introducing this next record is it becomes full circle. Yeah, full circle. This next record is Carl Carell. Cheers. Uh, Carl Carell is... Add to was the original connect, but but, but Carl Carell is realistically the real Carl Carell is kind of the connect. Uh, he's not he's an amazing connect. musician. He is the connect. He is the connect. Yeah. Definitely get familiar, Carl Carell. Uh, Carl, Carl, Carl Carell. Uh, he's an amazing Denver artist uh, and just a great dude. Make sure you check him out. C R L C R R L L. Carl Carell. This song is called Cheers. It is definitely an anthem of our parties in Denver. Uh, the solution of goodness. It's definitely like a, a Colorado classic. So for sure. hopefully y'all dig it. And uh, yeah, once again, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Big up Slade, House of Divac. Here's to the good life. Here's to the wishes.